Here at the Joe Show, we have the finest studios. Where's your studio? Because, like, I'm in a studio now. It has guitars and some kind of UV light that'll fuck your face up if you look at it and turn it on. The smartest, most handsome on-air personalities. Price of Liberty is, is ugly. It's not, it's not very pretty. You're not very pretty. We don't talk about religion. So uh, we're actually God's chosen people. So they are the chosen ones. I know this. I think the Christians think that you killed their savior. And we're always respectful to women. When they invent the perfect artificial vagina, you broads are out of business. Lobster dinners, the diamond market, it's all going belly up. And smart, well-informed callers. Buzzy, where are you? you sound like you're Creole or some shit. Where do you crawl out of Baton Rouge? What's what the fuck, son? I'm from Iowa. Hey, you better watch your mouth now talking about Iowa like that. I'm about to dunk you That's The Joe Show, Thursday, 6 to 9 on Raz Radio Live, Salty Talk Radio, and PopRock80s.com. The good things in life don't last. It's called the slow creep. Two socialistic views. You political fools. They're gonna rob your shoes. So let's make freedom hot. Mr. Conspiracy's back. That's why I'm swinging my sounds on these liberty tracks. So don't hold me back. Cause that's how I roll. When I return to heist the mass system of control. Cause they poison your health to make you accept the lies. So I point it out before the masses die. Why? With heist click. There ain't no stopping shit is popping like Mr. Wiggles. We torture genocide rappers for shits and giggles. I got a ride to blind you, and I won't play God to the stunad who signed you. I am obliged to provide the spine to Squish all your jellyfish, don't try to hide, we'll find you. And when we do, don't act like a palamon. I'm just doing my job, Christmas Day of Valentine. I ran your motherfucking forehead with a dollar sign. Hands off, I ran. Liberty for Palestine. Take a bath with the Lord, believe the money takers brought into the 
knowledge of the dam Send out the word to each and every land That I occupy the world with a mic in my hand all the time just be a dog run around catch frisbees pee on a fire hydrant life's more rewarding and you get access to lots of treats catch salty talk mondays and wednesdays and every friday for salty's weekend warm-up 4 p.m eastern time add a little salt to your life and be more dog Yeah. 
inside of your history books. I am a cure for every disease. And I am what keeps you from chasing your dreams. I am every loss and every gain. And I am the bullet with your fucking name. So you're listening to the first 52 with Sean Raz Radio Live. Stay bold. That is right. It is Tuesday, May 19th, 2015, 6:10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You are listening to the first 52 on RazRadioLive.com and RadioFreeBlood.com. <sighs> I hope you guys had a great week. You know, it's only once a week I get to sit down and talk with you. You know, so. A lot goes on in a week. A lot of times I don't even get to cover half of what I want to try to get to. But tonight we have a very energetic, exciting show I'm looking forward to. There might be a little conflict. Uh, there might be a lot of fun. It's going to go both ways for all I know. I don't really plan this shit. I just kind of ride with it, right? Uh, tonight we have Christopher Cantwell. You guys might know him from uh, ChrisCantwell.com. He does a little work on the Free Talk Project. Uh, he also has his own, uh, uh, what's his, what's his new show he's doing called, uh, I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking, I know I got it here pulled somewhere. Uh, there it is, Radical Agenda. You know, we don't have to agree with everybody. That, that's part of what we do here. Part of our, part of our agenda is to promote what we all believe in, what we all think of. And, and we may not all agree on the same things. And that's Okay. But there's some important things I want to talk to with Cantwell about. I think it's going to be an interesting conversation. And then later on in the show, if you guys have been listening at all, if you've ever heard my show before, um, you might remember the name Hard Harry or Info Assassin. It's a good friend of mine uh, from the northern central section of where I live here. And he's going to come on. I don't God knows what we'll talk about. I've got, I don't know, 25, 30 tabs I'm staring at right now of, of th- things I want to discuss uh, but uh, we'll see where it all goes. Uh, again, we've had a lot of weird, different things going on in the world, uh, which we have every week. I know it's nothing different than it is any other week. It's constant craziness going on around us. You know, we got uh, 
<laughs> we got all these uh, stinking bikers uh, shooting up each other, or did they? You know, uh, there's some questions on that. And I don't know where I stand on that one. I, you know, I, I don't want to believe that the cops actually started all that problem, but uh, unfortunately, I, it's leading that way. I actually heard a mainstream uh, lawyer today on a, on a on a terrestrial talk show talking about how uh, you know he's got questions in it, which kind of blew my mind that that you would hear that from uh, you know somebody like that, somebody you wouldn't expect to hear uh, them questioning what happened there. Do I know what happened? Of course I don't know what happened. Do you know what happened? Of course you don't know what happened. Although I do find it kind of crazy that uh, a law enforcement officer from that area said that that's the worst uh, worst violence he's seen, seen in 35 years. Um, were you not around in Waco for uh, uh, the uh, the Ruby or for the? Um, I've been looking at it all day, and now all of a sudden it just left my head. For Waco, when the Branch Davidians were attacked, I knew it would come back. See, sometimes you have to you have to just. Let your brain move a little bit, and it'll figure out what it's trying to say. Uh, about a minute and a half, two minutes here, I'm going to dial up Chris Cantwell. We'll see what it is he is going to uh, bring with us tonight. There's two things I want to talk about with him. Obviously, the first one is, if you don't know, on May 10th, he actually had to use his... Uh, he actually didn't use it. Let me refresh that. Let me rephrase that. He actually had to pull his gun to protect himself. The video, he got it all on video. And I want to talk to him about that and how that all went down. And there's a other question or two I want to get into with him. Uh, but I'll wait till I have him online. We're going to be bringing him up here very momentarily. Matter of fact, I'm actually looking for my, uh, my dialing feature so I can dial him up and get him ready to be with us. And info, once we talk to info assassin, I think you guys will be, uh, uh, pleasantly surprised. He's a good guy. He's got a lot of information that he can share. And uh, it, it's going to be a lot of fun to talk with him. Uh, anytime I have him on, we have some great discussions. Uh, if you guys want to follow me, it's at Sean Raz on Twitter. And uh, Sean Raspatello, if you can spell that, on Facebook. Uh, you'll be able to find me there. A lot of the stuff I post and, and uh, information about me and, and what I do over here at Raz Radio, you can find there. And with no further ado, uh, Chris, do I got you there, buddy? Yeah, buddy. How, how you been? I haven't talked to you in about two years, I'll bet you. Yeah, it's been a little while. I've been doing, uh, I've been doing pretty good, man. Uh, if you guys don't know Chris Cantwell, you can find him at, uh, let's see here, thegarbagepodcast.com, chriscantwell.com. Uh, he's been working with Free Talk Live, uh, very much recently. And uh, like I said before, the Radical Agenda podcast is his new, uh, podcast. How would they find that? Cause I noticed it's on the, uh, Garbage Podcast page. Okay. So, uh, it's christophercantwell.com. Somebody else owns chriscantwell.com. Oh, I'm Make sorry. Sure you get that one, right? And, uh, um, radicalagenda.com. The, um, some garbage podcast was the name of the old show, but we have been speaking about, you know, I sort of branded that as a comedy program, but we've been speaking about very serious subjects, so I decided it was time to change the name of it. So the site looks very similar. Uh, if you go to some garbage podcast.com, you will still find Radical Agenda, but radicalagenda.com is the, uh, the primary URL now. Okay, yeah, because when I went to it, it did say some, you know, I was on your Radical Agenda story, and it said some garbage podcast in the, you know, in the URL phase there, in the uh, little top part there. So that's why I went with that one. Uh, so what I got you on for, Chris, yeah, so you might want to look in that. I don't know if you redirected it and it's still going to the old uh, address or not, maybe. I'll have to look, yeah. Yeah, so uh, what I wanted to have you on, there's two topics I want to talk to you about tonight. The first one is what happened to you on May 10th, and I know I only have a half hour, so I'm going to go as quickly as possible. Um, cause you will be on Free Talk Live tonight, correct? 
Yeah. Yeah. So you're sitting in with them. I wanted to discuss the incident that happened with you on May 10th, I believe it was. Yeah. Um, you were walking. Actually, I have the video here. I want to play the beginning of the video so our listeners have a good idea of, of uh, where we're going to go and, and what we're talking about here. Because I think this is a subject um, that a lot of people don't really gather how important this is. Uh, and one of the things I related this video and this situation with you two was the the video that when all the violence had started up, that mainstream media started picking up the violence of of uh, police and everything. They had this this video of the activists that went into the uh, shooter scenario, the the use of force scenario, and he just he decided that the cops were right most of the time when they used force, which I think your video displays the opposite of that. And I think you handled yourself a hell of a lot better than most law enforcement do. So just sit. We're gonna we're gonna play the video a little bit in the beginning just to get an idea of what we're talking about here. And what what I can describe to you guys is Chris is walking down the street, and uh, there's there's some women arguing with some men, and he's decided that he wanted to videotape this to make sure that everybody was okay and safe. And then it just blew out of proportion from there. I mean, I couldn't believe how quickly it did. I'm talking over right now just because there's not much going on in the video. It's a long video, Chris. Yeah, you might skip ahead but a minute into it if you... Is that about the good place to start on her there? Yeah, I'm trying to thank you, Jack. I'm making sure nobody gets haywire. Here we go. Okay, that's fine. I'm not going to put it on YouTube if nobody gets hurt. I'm just here to make sure that nobody hurts nobody, okay? That's what that is. Sorry, my kids, uh, my kids' game popped up there. That's what all that noise was. It was actually kind of good going with it, Chris. I'm just trying to make sure nobody gets hurt. I'm not calling the cops. I don't want any trouble. So basically what we're looking at is, is a van, it looks like, uh, across the street. Chris is sitting there videoing it. These people are telling him, hey, you know, we don't want I'm any trouble. I'm not going to do it. I said I'm not going to do it. Hey, stay away from me. Stay away from me. I'm not screwing around. Stay away from me. Hey, you stay away from me. Stay a fuck away from me. It's not illegal to record people. Hey, hey. Hey, I'm not getting in a fight with you, stupid. I got a gun on my hip. Get the fuck away from me. Get the fuck away from me. Get the fuck away from me. Get the fuck back. I I am just trying to make sure nobody gets hurt. You do not come after me. Don't come any closer. Get the fuck away from me. All right, we're all done. Get back in your car. Get the fuck out of here. We're all done. Get the fuck away from me, stupid. Don't come any closer. All right, so Chris, listening to that again, I'm sure you've heard it a hundred times since that incident. What's yeah. your feeling on that? Like, do you, how do you feel? Well, I mean, at the time, I, I, I'm in like survival mode. I mean, I'm, I'm obviously my heart is racing and that sort of thing. You know, the police pull up and after uh, what you listen to, and I'm, I'm terrified because I'm afraid the police are going to kill me. I mean, I'm the guy who wrote violently overthrow the government, and I have my gun out on Main Street, and here come the cops. Right? <laughs> uh, so uh, I was, I was, you know, it was obviously very scary, 
but uh, you know, I'm I'm fairly well practiced with that weapon, and I know what I'm doing. And I had decided a long time ago that you know, if I if I'm in a situation where I have you know multiple assailants coming after me, I don't care if I see guns in their hands or not. I'm not going to risk them getting my weapon. So, uh, you know, this was a, a situation that I had really gone through, at least in my own mind, and and certainly at the range as well. Uh, numerous times, I was prepared to defend myself. I didn't want to. Uh, I have certainly had over the course of my life, you know, violent impulses and that sort of thing, but I had never wanted to not kill someone so badly as I did at that moment. <laughs> um, but I, uh, you know, that's, that's what's going through my head at the moment is please don't come any closer because I don't want to uh, pull this trigger, and I will if you come closer. Well, let me ask you, Chris, let me ask you this pertinent question. Why didn't you kill him? Because I really didn't want to. <laughs> Excellent answer. Yeah, you know, they're they. You know, as I pull out the gun, they do stop their advance. Right. Uh, which which is the goal, right? I'm trying to avoid a situation where these guys get close enough to me to get my weapon. That's what I'm concerned about is them getting my gun. These guys are obviously irrational. They're obviously coming after me, intent on violence. And you know, if they uh, if they uh, assault me, if I lose a hand to hand combat, uh, there's a serious risk of them getting my weapon and somebody who's, you know, crazy enough to run towards an armed man uh, is not to be trusted with my weapon. They could kill me or somebody else. So uh, when they stop their attempts, that was really good enough. What you hear at one point, you hear you say, don't come any closer, and you, you can tell by the voice that I'm very upset when I say that because they started to advance on me again, and I damn near did pull that trigger. Uh, but when I said, don't come any closer, the guy put his hands up and backed up, and he realized that was serious, and he did it, and he, and he backed up. Now, they did not go away, however. At one point, you can hear the guy say, you're not going to shoot me, you're not a cop, bro, and I'm now I'm really scared because these guys don't understand how serious the situation is. They, they do not realize that I am in, on the verge of killing these people because... As long as they're still in my sight, I'm considering them threats still, you know. Um, people who are, who are having the opportunity to run away from a conflict where there is a gun pointed at them and they refuse to do so, I'm saying to myself, are violent, dangerous, irrational people. And the top story on my website right now is, is titled, Meet the People I Drew Down On. And I did a little research, and one of these guys was indicted in 2011 for participating in a gang assault where he broke bones in somebody's face. It's a felony second-degree assault. Uh, and he does not seem to have learned his lesson. Uh, apparently not, he hasn't. Uh, Chris, I will say, uh, listening to, uh, you know, because at one point, in time, you, uh, one point in time you drop the phone, uh, and all we, can, we can't see anything anymore, but we can still hear what you're saying, we can still hear what they're saying. My question is, is why... Why do you think they stop their advancement to you, but people don't apparently stop their advancement to law enforcement? Well, I, I, I'm pretty sure people usually do, and not, but and maybe sometimes they don't. I mean, sometimes people are that shit out of their mind crazy, right? Right. Uh, if people are, you know, drunk and on drugs and, and they're willing to advance towards, you know, a threat, uh, you know, they're dangerous, violent, irrational people. And 
you know, that that's an unfortunate reality of the world that we live in. You know, to to the question of law enforcement, I mean, I'm actually sympathetic to probably more of these use of force situations than people would imagine. However, I don't think that the police would be interfering in the vast majority of the things that they interfere in. So do you, um, do you think this changed your opinion or, or opened uh, a different corridor in your mind as to some of these incidences we see uh, with law enforcement? Because I've seen a video recently where it was kind of the same situation. There was a, it was a, I don't know, six minute high speed chase. The car stops. The guy gets out. He's, he's semi cooperating, but he's kind of working his way towards the officer with his hands on his head. And eventually the officer shoots and kills him. Um, do you, does it change your thought on some of these instances? No, it doesn't. Because the thing is with me, I've always, my thing has always been the moment that you're just, using force. You're justified in using whatever level of force is necessary to accomplish the goal of the force in question. Now, every time a police officer pulls somebody over on the highway, that's a death threat, right? He's saying to you, he's not saying that when he turns on the lights on his car, that's my request for a conversation. He's telling you that your car is about to stop, whether you pull it over and stop it, or whether he runs you off the road and shoots you in the face. Right. Now, a situation where people are coming and attacking me, and, and the moment they come to attack me, as far as I'm concerned, I have at least a moral, if not a legal justification, to pull out that gun and pull that trigger and start ending lives to eliminate threat, right? I'm justified in using force the moment there's a threatening posture made. Um, I don't want to, and so I hesitate, and I, I retreat, but, you know, I have the right level of force I need to eliminate the threats to my safety, and so does a police officer, but but the problem that I have with the police is that the police are going and initiating force in situations where I don't think they have any proper authority to do so. I don't have any use for the edicts of the legislature. So if they want to go and, you know, take somebody into custody for a weapon, for example, as we had in the case of, like, you know, Freddie Gray, well, look, if they have any, you know, if Freddie Gray had gone and ripped off some lady's purse and they severed his cord in the course of taking him into custody, I don't have a problem with them using that force. I have a problem with them trying to take Freddie Gray's weapon. You know, well, I don't have a problem with the officer feeling really, uh, you know, shook up after he gets into a scrap with Walter Scott. I have a problem with him pulling Walter Scott over on the highway for a taillight because there's not, there's not a problem here, right? Right. Well, and I guess I would say uh, with the Freddie Gray situation, there was no known knowledge of a weapon when they attacked this guy. So that I think they need to just throw that whole thought pattern out of the out of the window uh, or out of the whatever, because that that's not the reason they stopped him. They stopped him because he didn't want to look at him. Really? <laughs> you know, there you go. I mean, now, now it's yeah. I mean, in that situation, you're talking about literally you're looking at me or failing to look at me funny. And so, you know, now we're going to use force. And that's the problem that I have with the police. The fact of the matter is, if the police are justified in threatening to arrest you, the police are threat- justified in killing you. I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a threat of force either way. And whatever level of force is necessary to accomplish the goal of the force is perfectly justifiable. The problem is that the use of force in the first place is not justified. That's why I have a problem with it. I mean, we had a situation here from my first tangles with my, my fellow keen activists, because they were referring to uh, the keen police department here. Um, you know, shot a guy who was fleeing from a burglary, 
and they're all calling it murder. And I'm like, well, no. I'm like, this is not a murder. You know, I don't agree with having compulsory police departments to begin with, but this guy is obviously you know, victimizing somebody. He's playing in a vehicle. He's hitting things as he's running away. He's trying to put a, a stop to this violent threat. And I don't actually have a problem with that. What I have a problem with is when the Keene Police Department goes and does anything to somebody who hasn't victimized anyone. Right? Mm-hmm. That's what I get in the problem with police, is when they go and arrest somebody for smoking marijuana, when they go find a motorist on the side of the highway for doing something that is completely safe and normal. These are the problems that I have with police. Once the police are justified using any level of force, they're justified in using any level of force. Well, up to death or, or, you know, in some cases, murder even. I mean, we're looking at, at different things going on. Uh, all right, so I, I agree with you know, almost everything you said there. I, I really can't even think of what I disagree. So I definitely would say I agree with the situation, the way you handled it. I feel that uh, you did a great job. I've been watching the criticism you've been getting. Uh, you are a person that, that tend to draw you know, a lot of criticism, a lot of hate, a lot of, uh, you know, you, you really poke and prod at people, and you do that on purpose. That's part of your, your stick. That's part of what you do. You know, that's what makes you interesting, uh, and that's what, what draws you people to you. Would you disagree or agree with that? That's definitely part of it. I mean, I've, I've always, uh, you know, there's a story on my website titled My Path to Radical Celebritarianism, where I have, uh, I, I sort of tell you the story of, I got into libertarianism, also how I came up with the Christopher Cantwell character. You know, I sort of always had a way of, I sort of always had a knack of telling people off. And so when I was starting to, um, you know, draw a lot of attention to myself, I was thinking about branding. And so I came up with this tagline of anarchist, atheist, asshole. And I did like, you know, rants on YouTube where I told people off and that sort of thing. You know, surprisingly enough, some people get angry at that. <laughs> <laughs> Just I couldn't imagine why anybody would get angry at being told off. I mean, listen, that that's that's part of of our society. That's that's part of how you uh, express your beliefs. How you how you. You know, try to get people's attention, not just, I don't, when I say you, I don't mean you, I just mean people in general. I mean, I do shit that to piss people off sometimes. And, and that's what we try to do. I guess the next subject I want to get into, and I'm not going to get into any specific topic, but I think you know where I'm going to go here. Um, I've noticed over the past uh, few years, there's always a major divide within the libertarian, the the truther, the whatever movement we're going to call it. Because I don't really uh, subscribe to a, a movement per se. I agree with a lot of the points, but we see a lot of um, a lot of bickering, a lot of uh, disenfranchising of people, a lot of arguing amongst the the liberty minded people. So. Uh, uh, how do we stop that and really focus on what our end goal is? How do we stop our How do we stop the inner fighting? How do we stop the inner arguing? Is it is it people that are that are infiltrating in and causing these problems? I don't I'm not I, I, I there's a situation going on with you that I really don't want to get into directly, but it 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 focuses on a lot of the other problems I've watched throughout my years of doing this. And I'm the, I'm the kind of guy that's friends with everybody. I don't, I don't pick a side with anybody. I'll be friends with, with you. I'll be friends with the, the other person on the other side. I'll be friends with somebody else who might not like you, but I'll never, um, choose who I hang out with or who I discuss my topics with because other people don't like somebody. So I'm just trying to figure out what's going on in this movement we have or whatever the F it's called anymore 
that that's causing so much divide that I constantly am seeing. And and because well, I mean, you mean, go ahead. I don't even know that I don't even know that ending the infighting is like a desirable goal, frankly. I mean, if you go back even to the seventies and you go start reading some of the things that Murray Rothbard was writing about his fellow libertarians and he attacked, you know, David Friedman and Donnie Graham and um, Ed Crane and all these different people. If you go back and look at sort of the history of the libertarian movement, it's absolutely fraught with infighting. I don't think that's the worst of things. I mean, this is how ideas are getting hashed out, right? I mean, somebody comes in and says, hey, libertarianism is X. And I'm like, bullshit. And I go and I rip them a new one to, you know, correct their stance. And then, you know, a bunch of people say, I'm with Kedwell and I'm with so-and-so and we're going to blah, 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 blah. You know, and it's, and it's all, you know, sometimes it seems rather senseless, but other times I do think that we're discussing really important topics now. I would say that some of these social justice warrior factions have absolutely no place in what we're doing here. They they are infiltrators. They're bad people with bad intentions who mean to derail the good work that we're doing. And so I uh, I would either see those people expelled from every respectable libertarian institution on planet Earth, or I would make their lives hell for the duration of their presence. Uh, and I would encourage everybody to do that. You see social justice warriors make their lives a living hell, try to expel them from things and try to get them away because they don't have good intentions. These are leftist organizations who are, in many cases, very well paid to try and hijack the, the, the libertarian name as that demographic grows and becomes something that is, you know, uh, of value to politicians and corporate interests and whatnot. So... Uh, in, in, there are certain circumstances where I'm convinced that, you know, people are, yes, just plain infiltrators and terrible excuses for human beings. But the way that we figure that out is through the dispute. And thus, I don't think that the elimination of the dispute is in any way desirable. Okay. So, so you think the, you think the back and forth, you think the, the, uh, the separation actually is a good thing because it helps us kind of decipher who is the good and bad in, 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 in our little group or our little our little belief pattern is that, is that where you're you're coming from? I mean, don't get me wrong, Sean. I I would Sean, I would far prefer for everyone to agree with me, and then we wouldn't need any invite. <laughs> right? That's obviously the most desirable outcome here is that everybody just turns around and says, "Cantwell is the supreme leader of the libertarian movement, and we will all fall behind his lead and do exactly as he says." Right. That would be the preferable outcome here. <laughs> Short of that, the best thing that we can do is argue vehemently so that we can communicate our ideas. And if we have to be separated into factions, then so be it, uh, because it, is, it, it sure beats the heck out of, you know, us all trying to get along and inside the same units, uh, or, or us, uh, you know, sacrificing our ideas. I mean, if we wanted to just you know, go along to get along if we were just in search of political power and popularity. I mean, we've got Republicans and Democrats for that. And so I wouldn't see any purpose in a libertarian movement that people were keen on bending their ideas to the whims of others. And so it would seem to make a lot more sense that we would scream at each other daily. And I can agree with that. I, I definitely agree that, that the debate... Uh, you know, we, I follow the 80-20 rule. You know, we can agree on 80%. We're going to disagree on 20%. That's fine and dandy. We can argue and d debate those items. You know, let's put it this way. Uh, last week I was listening to Free Talk Live, uh, the replay, because I was listening to it in the daytime, and I got so angry at you guys. 
I'm going to be straight up honest with you. I got so angry at you because you guys are sending people to a video game designer's website to try to debunk chemtrails. You know, I, I'm a chemtrail believer, you know, and I got so angry and I was so mad it wasn't live because I wanted to call. <laughs> but you get my point, right? We can all have little different things, but I guess what I'm, what I got angry about in that situation, I'm sure you know the show I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, the chemtrail thing comes up from time to time, and it's and it's interesting because we'll get like five calls in a row about it every single time one person calls in. Or, you know, look, I mean, maybe you have some really, you know, genuine concerns about chemtrails, and maybe you've done some research. Most of the people that call into Free Talk Live about this are telling me that, oh, there was an air show nearby, and then there were lines in the sky, and thus massive depopulation program. And I'm like, well, that's a pretty big logical leap. Uh, so they end up getting, you know, mocked on the airwaves, and I understand that, uh, you know, if you perhaps have some uh, more informed concerns that, uh, you know, watching that person get mocked might uh, might be, uh, you know, uncomfortable. But, yeah, if you listen to the live show, I mean, we take all types. Yeah, and I, I agree with you on, on some of that. You know, I'm, one, I'm not one of those radical, they're trying to kill us guys. I think there's, I think they started out with a really good idea, and then they realized they could do other things with it. And that's just my belief, and I don't want to have a chemtrail argument with you. But I just wanted to let you know that, you know, those are the things that, that drive these arguments, which are, those are good arguments. But I think some of the other things I'm seeing right now are not really positive for what we're trying to do. And sometimes it appears to me that we're hurting ourselves to the outside people who don't know um, these little inside groups and, and these little arguments we get into within our inside group. Those people on the outside that are watching us going, man, I don't want to be part of them. So that's, I guess that's my concern in that, that situation with that. You know what I mean? Well, well, here's, here's how I would quell your concern. I mean, the, the, the way that this helps in that situation is, so let's just take the social justice warriors, right? These people are telling us that we need to really get on board with feminism, right? That we need to stand in more staunch opposition to racism and all of these different things. You know, I sit there and I say, absolutely not. Feminism is a is a goddamn death cult, and I want nothing to do with it. First of all, mm-hmm. and secondly, racism is a simple exercise of personal preference, as long as they're not initiating the force in, in course of, in the course of doing so. And so, I don't have. I literally don't care if somebody's a racist. Like it's just not something that I find interesting. Now, if somebody were to like, you know, if somebody were to like hang out with me and he was just talking about how he hates black people all the time, like that would probably be unpleasant and I wouldn't want to be friends with that person. But if somebody just you know just doesn't happen to like them and doesn't want to make that the focus of their life, like I don't care. Right. I certainly don't want to get bent out of shape just because there's some demographic disparity in some particular industry or something like that. I think that's ridiculous to equate that with a racial hatred. And so I'm not going to take seriously these claims of racism, and I don't care if the claims of racism are founded. Yeah. Now, there are people in this world who, who take that, that sort of subject matter very seriously and would consider me a horrible person for saying that. And let those people go get on board with the social justice warriors who call themselves libertarians and let the, the what I would consider to be the actual libertarians get on board with me. And then we have these divisions where people who don't like something about libertarianism or don't like something about how one person frames libertarianism, well, then we have this other faction of people that they can go with who frame it differently. You know what, Chris? I can agree with you. Because, listen, racism is your freedom. If you want to be a racist prick, then be a racist prick. That's That's your right to do that. As long as you're not physically harming somebody, then I don't care what you think. 
You know, you think what you want. Feminism, I'll agree with you on that. I don't, I don't agree with feminism. I believe that they've done more damage than good. So that's, you know, again, we don't have to agree 100%, but we can still find a common ground to move forward to help change the world we're living in and, and, and the, the, the bad things we're seeing. Um, all right. We've got the two subjects I wanted to cover. We got five more minutes because I know you got a, you got a role here soon. Tell me, other than the, the, the incident with the shooting, I understand that's the top story, but what else is really at the forefront of Chris Cantwell's life? Well, in addition to the to the incident with the gun, I mean, there's been some um, there have been some uh, some some thefts over at the LRN Studios where we do free talk live from. So I've been sort of sitting out there at night and standing guard, and I've actually opted to uh, after the police handled my uh, my my gun incident so reasonably. Uh, I actually decided to involve them in in that we have typically decided not to have the police involved in our affairs here. Uh, and uh, there's been a number of things. People come by steal Ian's peace flag on a regular basis. So one night somebody came there and uh, cut some security camera wires with a knife. And so I've been sitting out on Ian's porch, uh, sometimes with other men, uh, armed, ready to confront this uh, this threat. And uh, we've actually invited the King Police Department to help us out with that because I don't really, I'm not really keen on the idea of shooting anybody. And so uh, I'm, I'm now cooperating with the police. There are people who have been calling me a, a fed and a snitch and a rat for many years now, and now they finally have the police cooperation that they've been looking for. And I'm uh, I'm getting sort of a sort of a kick out of that. I'll probably talk about it uh, in more detail pretty soon, either on Radical Agenda or on Free Talk Live. But I actually ended up having like an hour-long conversation with somebody from the uh, from the King Police Department, just sort of getting to know each other and sort of trying to. Uh, quell some of the tensions that might might exist between us, because I'm sort of realizing that as much as I don't like uh, the profession of compulsory police departments, I am sort of realizing I'm going to have to come to terms with their existence as the monopoly security force the same way I have to come to existence with Federal Reserve notes and public roads and all of that sort of thing. And keep in mind, folks, this is the guy that wrote an article about two years ago that was, when is it okay to shoot a cop? <laughs> Keep that in mind, uh, Chris. Well, I, that's not that's not mine. You're you're thinking about Larkin Rose, but I've I've made similar t- discussions. Okay. Uh, Larkin Rose wrote, uh, "When should you shoot a cop?" I wrote uh, uh, something titled "Violently Overthrow the Government." More recently, I wrote, "Dead cops mean less oppression." There was a situation with an officer, an NYPD officer by the name of Brian Moore, who went to take a gun off of a off of some uh, some some person in New York City and ended up getting himself shot. So I wrote. Uh, uh, NYPD officer Brian Moore, just another dead gun grabber. I'm very hostile towards law enforcement, and I make violent anti-government propaganda against them. And so it's one of these things where, you know, when I have run-ins with the police, you know, they're very much aware of me here. They know exactly who I am. I live in a small town. I'm a pretty high-profile figure, and they actually do read my website and listen to my podcast, so they're entirely too familiar with the stuff that I'm talking about. And then I end up in situations where, you know, police show up and they see the guy who wrote dead cops means less oppression and this guy's got a gun. I'm like, well, you know, maybe I should have a conversation with these folks so they realize that uh, I'm not imminently out to shoot them because this could be a threat to my life and stuff. Well, don't you think uh, we, that's, we don't have, you think uh, that's what we should do though, Chris? I mean, they're, they're, they're citizens, they're human beings and they're just as, as, 
um, drawn into the propaganda and into the hate that is driven by the government that we need to have those conversations with those individuals because I think that's the only way we can actually maybe possibly move forward from this. I don't know that it's the only way we could move forward from it, but I, I would say that, you know, what, what I what I sort of realize is I just have to come to terms with the fact that these guys are here and they're going to be doing what they're doing, and thus it's, you know, it's in my best interest anyway. I can't speak for anybody else. It was in my best interest to, you know, sort of have a conversation and make them know, at the very least, that I'm not stupid or crazy, right? I mean, they hear... I don't I I wasn't sure how familiar these guys were with the content. I figured that some propagandist gives them a briefing with all the worst that it has to offer and just tells, you know, the team police department, Hey, this guy thinks it's cool to kill cops and he carries a gun. Like right. if they just hear that, then very clearly they're just gonna think that I'm a terrible person. As it turns out, I was I was really surprised I had a uh, conversation with a uh, gentleman by the name of Sergeant Tenney here in camp. And uh, Sergeant Tenney was actually very familiar with what I was talking about. He had actually read a, a number of the articles on my website, and he had uh, and he had uh, listened to several episodes of the podcast. And he said, "Look, you know, you're actually very entertaining and make a lot of good points. Uh, you know, but there are certain things that you say where I'd want to knock your head off if I was in the same room." No, I'm sure. Yeah, we sort of, it was interesting that we sort of had that conversation. You know, and it does give me pause too, because like you know, this guy's being very personable. And I don't, I don't really feel good about saying something terrible about somebody who treats me right nice, right? right? But at the same time, as I explained to him, I'm like, my information hasn't changed, right? Like you're absolutely like here with, you know, handcuffs and a gun, ready to, you know, kidnap people that I care about for protection of plans. And so I can't, you know, my information hasn't changed. You're just, you know, being nice at the moment, but I'm certainly going to become quite curious next time you go throw somebody I care about at police. Which has happened numerous times. I mean, a lot of my friends in Canada have been locked up. Uh, one time we had the Joint Terrorism Task Force come out here and uh, try to get my buddy to wear a wire on me. It was a really serious situation and things that can get really bad. It, it, it can get bad. And you know what? I do the same thing. I sit down. I have a local pizza shop. I go to at, for lunch every day. There's many of, of my township cops or my county cops that are in there. I sit and talk with them. I think that's a great thing to do. I, I think we all should try to do that because we have to win these guys over. They're all on our side. They just don't realize it. Chris, where can people find you yet again? Let's re refresh that because I know you got a role. Um, give us your, your Facebook, your Twitter, uh, all the information so people can find you. Yeah, so if you go on uh, ChristopherCantwell.com, you will find links to everything else. My Twitter name is Vote for Cantwell, and uh, the podcast is called Radical Agenda, and that can be found at RadicalAgenda.com. You'll find all the social media links on those two websites. Excellent, man. I appreciate your time tonight. I appreciate what you're doing. We don't have to agree on everything. Um, you know what? You're a dick. I'm a dick. You're an asshole. I'm an asshole. We all can be that way sometimes, all right? All right. Right on, man. Thanks, buddy. All right, brother. You have a great night, and thanks for your time. There goes Chris Cantwell. I want to pre, I want to thank him for joining us tonight. Uh, you know, it was an interesting conversation. I don't, I'm not a, a person that, I don't like to perpetuate the hate. Let's put it that way. Okay. I don't believe in perpetuating hate. And I think that the work everybody does is the work they're doing. The work I'm doing is what I'm doing. The work Jack Blood is doing is the work Jack Blood is doing. The work Chris Cantwell is doing is the work he's doing. We need to all figure out a way to do this and make it work. And we're getting close. More people are realizing things. 
We'll get there. It'll just take time, my friends. It'll just take time. All right, you guys, you're listening to the first 52 on RazRadioLive.com and RadioFreeBlood.com. I'll be back in a few minutes. Look at my crayon. Oh, no. What am I supposed to say? What am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> What's your name again? Sean Ryan. Four Toad and Lexi. Oh, I mentioned Four Toad? Sure. Oh, Four no. Dave. Dave. <laughs> Hey, it's always great to be on the first 52 with Sean Raz for Toad and Lexi. You know, I think that sounds like shit. What am I, give me a script here. Come on, I can't do this. You're putting me on, under pressure. Bob, don't worry about it here. And, uh... Dr. Bob. It's Dr. Bob, yeah. It's Dr. Bob Tuscan. It's Bob Tuscan, and you're listening to the first 52 on Raz Radio with my buddies Sean Raz and Lexi Raz and that guy, Four Toad. I don't have to tell you things are bad. Everybody knows things are bad. It's a depression. Everybody's out of work or scared of losing their job. The dollar buys a nickel's worth. Banks are going bust. Shopkeepers keep a gun under the counter. Punks are running wild in the street. There's nobody anywhere who seems to know what to do, and there's no end to it. We know the air is unfit to breathe. Our food is unfit to eat. Sit watching our TV while some local newscaster tells us Today we had 15 homicides and 63 violent crimes, and if that's the way it's supposed to be, we know things are bad, worse than bad. bad. I don't want you to protest, I don't want you to ride, I don't want you to write to your congressman because I wouldn't know what to tell you to write. I don't know what to do about the depression and the inflation and the Russians and the crime in the street. All I know is that first, you've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being. God damn it. My life has value. You know I'm mad as hell, and I'm not gonna take it Under this spell, but I managed to break it Put to the tube, now I finally escaped it Take a hold of my fate, but I claim it and shape it With no hesitation, move the foundation Like a tectonic plate, I'm here to shake up the nation Awaken the sheep, will resurrect every people Unveil every truth, and expose every evil Another upheaval, revolution of the mind Evolution of the spirit, liberty for humankind Giving sight to the blind, strength to the weak Every time I speak, they wanna see me six feet deep But I don't give a fuck when it comes to pass, bury me face down so they can kiss my ass In a world of glass, I'm the brick breaking the planet Planet, I'm a human planet. being, god damn it I'm a human being, my life has value I'm a human being, god damn it I'm a human being, my life has value I'm a human being, god damn it I'm a human being, my life has value I'm a human being, god damn it I'm a human being, my life has value I'm a human being, god damn it Take a step to the left to the right, but we're just running in circles. If we don't unite, stand up and fight. Put away false pride. Free your mind from this left right paradigm. I remember the day when I first woke up, took a look at those towers, said, What the fuck? I know buildings don't fall at three false speed, but then it all became clear. Turn right at the scene, dumping fluoride in the water, mercury and vaccines, bringing down the IQs of every human being. It's destruction by design, the fall of mankind. Problem, reaction, solution every time. I'm a human being, my life has value. Get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and 
go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as bad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore!
for the show. Three for me, four D for go. Why you wanna be an MC for? Is it for the re, for the B, for the B to the fro? You don't really want no piece of D, so if you got B for D, then please know that beef is a bovine cheek. You see, so either let D release your teeth to breathe slow. I don't mean to be so mischievous, but these are beasts, yo. Creep down streets and keep my team deep with a cast of creeps to complete the freak show. And I'm freak to beat, so a week of release of these are deep, though. MCs can't keep up with these, yo. I'm unique, I do not sleep, but speak slow. I'm elite with these, please complete your need to compete with these, so the rest of these pesky lesser beasts can finally rest in peace. It is with these flow. Hold on a sec, I gotta catch my breath. Brad Friedman from bradblog.com. You're listening to the first 52, God Only Knows Why. That's right, guys. You are listening to the first 52 on razradiolive.com and radiofreeblood.com. Hope you enjoyed the Cantwell interview. You know, I like the guy. You know, some people don't like him. That's cool. I understand that. We're not all going to like each other. I kind of like everybody. I don't, you know, unless you hurt me, unless you do harm to me, I don't care what you do with your life. Just don't hurt other people. Now, so that's one of the things that I'm really glad we got to discuss, time to discuss tonight. It was well worth the conversation. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it again. We're going to move on to some other things this evening. I got a bunch of things to talk about. I'm going to have my buddy Info be calling here in a couple minutes. I'm sure he's got some great things to talk about. We're going to have to really start looking over here at, at what I have. What do I have to discuss tonight? I don't know. I, it, it's amazing to just watch news. You know, when you watch the news cycle and you watch what's coming out in the news and then you're into these things that we're all into and paying attention to the different things that, you, that most people don't really pay attention to. I mean, really, how many people pay attention to, to you know, the NYPD saying that they should all die a slow death for recording cops? I mean, that's, that's the things that, that I see. I'm sure some of you guys out there see it. I'm sure you guys get it. I'm sure you understand it. But how do we get the rest of society to see it? How do we get the rest of the society to understand it? It's not an easy thing to do. That's one of my biggest, uh, one of the biggest problems I have. One of the biggest issues I have with dealing this, with this whole situation and this whole discussion that we have is how do I get people to really understand it I mean, it's not that hard I mean, even my parents you know they, they they float back and forth they agree with me with some things they they've lived through conspiracies of their own heck conspiracies I mean the truth <laughs> you know that's just it, it it's how it goes down and and throughout society throughout time there have been people that have talked about things that everybody else didn't necessarily agree with or didn't believe that have turned out true. A lot of things that we talk about. You know, slowly we see things become true on a regular basis, which we'll get into one of those true stories that is new, that, that, that we just lived through, where it's been proven we were lied to. Yeah? That's how it goes down, man. They just lie to us. 
They tell us what, what they think we need to hear. That's, I, I just don't get it. <laughs> oh, Kevin, yes, yes, yes. So we mentioned chemtrails. Yes, we did. So you did hear it. I mentioned with Cantwell. Uh, yeah, you know, that's a big thing. I believe in chemtrails. I got a lot of people in my life that don't believe in them. Okay, that's fine. We don't have to agree. I think there's science on both sides. I know what condensation trails look like. <laughs> you should ask vote. I'm going through my Twitter right now, and it's so funny that Fortoed, you guys know Fortoed, my old co-host, he says, you should ask vote for Cantwell about chemtrails. I just saw that, Dave, and I did. You see that? I already had it planned, my friend. Uh, all right, so uh, let's see. Bill O'Reilly, I know Jack covered this one, but just guys keep in mind, he's an asshole. He's just another elitist that thinks he can do whatever he wants. So, hey, Bill, suck it. Move along, buddy. Just do it live, right? Is that, isn't that what he said? All right, so the big one that has come out recently... Oh, did I turn no, Okay. Sorry, I hit a knob and I wanted to make sure I didn't turn something down. Uh, the big one that's come out, uh, just yesterday. Breaking report, smoking gun, was U.S. was running weapons through Benghazi, Benghazi to Syria. Now, again, if you've been listening to me for any period of time, you know that I've been saying that since right after it happened. There was weapons they were moving. Now these, these intelligent reports, Apparently, prove it. Fox News reported Monday that the U.S. was sending guns to Baniz and Borj... I'm bad with word. You guys know that. Borja Islam, Syria, before the Benghazi terror attacks. U.S. intelligence agency agencies were fully aware that weapons were moving from the terrorist stronghold in Libya to Syria before the attack that killed four Americans September 16, 2012. Uh, uh, a September... Guys, write better, would you please? A September 16, 2012 DIA memo copied to the National Security Council, CIA, and others concluded the Benghazi terror attack was planned at least 10 or more days in advance. The memo also tied the attack to 9-11. No discussion or demonstration or anti-Muhammad video. U.S. officials were aware that weapons were being shipped to Syria by the port of Benghazi. So basically... Everything the conspiracy theorists were talking about back when Benghazi happened was true. We were right yet again. It's time that those of us that are right, that the information we share is is paid better attention to. I mean, it's not that hard to really figure this crap out. They put it out there in front of us every day. You just have to be smart enough to look for it, to read it, to understand it. And again, I'm preaching to the choir right now. I understand that. You guys aren't stupid. The people listening to me on Radio Free Blood and Raz Radio right now both understand that there's crap going on in this world that we don't have control of. We'll get there. We'll figure it out. We definitely will figure it out one day. I just hope it's soon enough. I just hope it's soon enough, man. That's all. 
That's the biggest thing, you know. They lie to us. They lie to us regularly. And you know what? Rand is not Ron. I'm going to stand by that. This whole entire election cycle, I'm going to say right now, I have no intention, no intention of voting in the presidential race. Yes, I will vote for my local things, for my state things. But I'm not going to play their game with the presidential. I'm not going to promote anybody. I'm not going to talk about their crap. I'm not going to talk about how they're hiding Rand's numbers. Because you know what? It's the same thing they do every other time. As Jack's been saying for three years, as I've been saying for a year and a half, two years, as other people in this movement, in this world have been saying, it's going to come down to a Clinton-Bush run. And we're going to have a Bush. You ready for another Bush? Because we're going to have one. Uh, Twelve reasons supporter claim supporters claim Osa- Obama Osama I almost said Obama is one of the best presidents in history. I read through this uh, last night, and I found it very amusing. Uh, it's a little easier to read on my cell phone. I'm trying to find out how to read uh, this here on this. This is very weird because on the cell phone it brought you a bunch of things. Looks like I got a little audio here. Let's see what this says. 12 reasons supporters claim Obama is one of the best presidents in history. Here are 12 reasons why Obama may not get the credit he deserves with evidence pertaining to his successes while in the White House. He makes politics interesting. During his first term, more young voters between the ages of 18 and 25 voted than ever before. Obama is now seen as much as a pop icon as a politician, which keeps... Which is exactly what our, we want our president to be, is a pop icon. It's younger people interested in current affairs. He pushes for civil rights. Being the first black <laughs> president in the nation's history is no small accomplishment. He pushes for civil rights. During his time as president, he has continually pushed for civil rights and equality for all, no matter... Except for the five American citizens that he has killed in drone attacks. matter ...the color of their skin. He cares about the environment. He has pushed for policies to try and slow the effects of global warming due to lackadaisical policies in other nations. He yes, lackadaisical policies in other nations. Sure. He is for peace and equality. President Obama was awarded a Nobel Peace Prize in 2009. The award came due to Obama's efforts to build international relations and cooperation between countries throughout the world. I will refer back to the drone killings of not only five Americans, but thousands of other civilians of other countries. He has brought health care to the masses. Many claim that Obamacare is a socialist movement, but in reality it has brought health care to those who otherwise wouldn't have the chance to have it. FYI, I don't have health care. I can't afford it. He represents the middle class. Coming from a middle class family, it should come as no surprise that Obama cares about those in this economic bracket. He supports the troops. Obama is... Yes, Every middle-class citizen has a silver spoon in his mouth and a mother that was in the CIA. Known for continually allocating funds for those who have served in the military once they return back home. Also, the families of military personnel as well. Right. That's why there's such a big debate right now on what's going on with the uh, veteran services. And that's why we have troops committing suicide at the highest levels ever in history. He cares about the future. President Obama knows that it's not just his time in office, but the future of the United States is also equally important. 
This is why he has set a goal so that the United States will have the highest amount of college graduates by the year 2020. But there will be no jobs for those college graduates, so what's the point? He has narrowed the barriers for future candidates. Despite what some think of him, Obama has shown that the nation is a multifaceted one with a variety of different people living in it. But yet he won't stand up against the killing of innocent black people in small cities or large cities. He continually pushes for women's rights. Michelle Obama may be just as influential as her husband. Together, the two work to make stronger impacts for women, including decreasing the pay gap for men and women. I didn't know the women didn't have rights. Just saying. He joins politics with current events. Obama has been seen on countless occasions with professional athletes, musicians, actors, and other people who are important in current events. Right, and that's going to save our country from the big deficit, from the illegal wars we're fighting, from the, the, the pollution, from the, oh my God, do I just need to continue? He represents the people. He continually pushes for rules and actions that will benefit the masses. Even those who don't agree with everything he does are likely benefited by many of the things he institutes. That was just the stupidest fucking thing I've heard all day. Sorry, that last one there. He's for the people. <laughs> like, where do they come up with this crap? Like, there's actually people that think that in this world. Ah. I don't know. It kind of, that was, I read that last night and I just, I got a good laugh from that one. I, I really, uh, I really did. Uh, U.S. top court hands win to Florida felon over gun ownership. I think this is an important thing. Uh, cause you know what? A felony is very easy to get nowadays. You might not really do anything that you think you did and you end up with a felony. Uh, the U.S. Supreme Court on Monday ruled that convicted felons may be able to transfer their guns to someone else rather than surrendering them to authorities, siding with former U.S. Border Patrol agent from Florida convicted on marijuana charges. Writing for the court in the 9-0 ruling, Justice Aline Keegan said a federal law prohibiting felons from possessing firearms did not prevent ownership of guns from being transferred to other persons. Keegan said a transfer could take place as long as a judge overseeing the case ensures that the felon cannot retain control over the use of weapons. The case involved Tony Hernandez, who in 2007 pleaded guilty to distributing marijuana and other drug offenses and was sentenced to six months in prison. Um, just for the record, he was a Border Patrol agent, just so you know. But after he was convicted... Henderson sought to sell the guns either to a friend or transfer ownership to his wife. What matters here is not whether a felon plays a role in deciding where the firearm should go next, Keegan wrote. Rather, the question is whether the felon will have the ability to use or direct the use of his firearms after the transfer. The case will return to lower courts to determine if Henderson uh, Henderson's request to transfer the guns will be granted. A federal judge had refused Henderson's request that he be able to sell the guns, as did the Atlanta-based 11th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals in a ruling this past January. If you want to look up more information, it's uh, Henderson v. United States, U.S. Supreme Court, number 13-1487. I don't know, I felt that was an important thing, you know, because, again, there's a lot of things that you can get a felony for that uh, I don't necessarily agree you should have a felony for. I think uh, you should be able to smoke pot. 
But if you get pot, caught with pot, then uh, you now have a felony. <laughs> oh, Wayne, Wayne, Wayne. Our buddy Wayne in Baltimore. The next Bush I want to see in the White House is Hillary. hoo <laughs> No, that's the last Bush I want to see, Wayne. Just for the record, my friend. Just for the record. That Bush I don't want to see. Damn, he is he running again? What? Who's running, Wayne? Who? Who's running? Did I say something? Uh, did I miss something I said? <laughs> All right, what else we got here? So many different things to talk about. Hey, Chris, give me a holler. You ready, bro? Whenever you're ready. I know you say you got a new Skype, so I can't dial you up. You got to dial me, bro. Info Assassin will be joining us very soon. Uh, lots of, that's too long a video, but I do. You know, you guys should check this out on the free freethoughtproject.com. Watchful Citizen Calls 911 on a cop. Proceeds to school him on being a cop. Uh, basically, I guess in, and uh, what state was this? This was Washington State. Yeah, I just read that, didn't I? Uh, it's illegal for cops to drive unmarked vehicles, for the most part, if they're patrolling streets. And this guy does a great job in schooling it. Uh, I have it on my Facebook, on my Twitter and Facebook, at Sean Raz, at Raz Radio. Uh, or uh, Sean Raz Patello, if you can figure out how to spell it, find me on Facebook. So let's see here. Oh, I got an echo there, buddy. Hey, what's up? How you doing? Good, how are you? Uh, not too bad. I'm getting an echo of myself back, though. You want me to call back? Uh, yeah, let's reconnect real fast. Sorry. All right, I'm gonna, that's our buddy Info. He'll be here in a second with us. Uh, I, I think you'll be really interested in what he has to say. Uh, he always has got a good line on what's going on. Uh, and, uh, sometimes he comes out with some information. I'm just like, where'd that come from? Where'd you get that one from? You know, it's sometimes, you know, you see weird things. Uh, we were tracking a couple of years ago, we were tracking a, uh, a bunch of weird sites out here. I live in Florida. I live in South Florida. He's Central Florida. But we found these weird military sites that, uh, we didn't really know what they were for. And uh, it brought up a lot of questions to us, and we discussed that deeply. All right, let's try this again. You still have an echo? Yeah, a little bit, but we'll deal with it. Hold on, let me open the door. Now's the echo gone? Uh, hello? No, it's hello? still there. It, it's me. Oh, okay. It's not you. It's me. I'm echoing back to myself. But man, let me check my shit. No, I'm good. Anyway, how you been, man? Good yourself? Uh, I'm living. I'm I'm doing well, and I'm trying to stay out of trouble. Yeah. <laughs> That's all we can do sometimes, right? Yep. So, um, I don't know. Have you heard a lot of this conversation we've had today? Yeah, I've been listening. So, where do you stand with? Let's start with Cantwell. Where do you? What do you think about the situation with him? Did you see the video? How do you feel about that? Uh, neutral feelings. Neutral. Yeah, neutral feelings. I I can understand that. You know, it's one of those things that uh. Yeah, you might not like the guy, and you go, yeah, well, fuck him. But then another time, you might be like, you know what? Hey, he did good. Anyway. Yeah, that's, that's why I'm taking a neutral stance on the situation. <laughs> I'm just going to ride that one right on the middle. <laughs> I can feel you on that. I can feel you. So what's been touching you recently, man? What, what are you, uh, what are you harping on? What draw you, what drew you to, uh, want to talk tonight? All right. Check this out. First off, there's no secret military base in Waco, Texas. Let's put that out there, because I saw the same damn news article 50 places yesterday. There is no secret military base in Waco. The pictures they're showing, it's Fort Hood. 
Uh, Fort Hood is not a secret. Yeah, no, I've, I've actually been there, I think, so. <laughs> I think we've all been there. <laughs> yeah, if you were in the military, you've probably gone through Fort Hood, Fort Lenawood, or uh, Fort Sill was, was the one I was at, mainly. But they do run PSYOPs out of Fort Hood. So, you know, if somebody wanted to be a conspirator, they could say, well, wait a minute. Was the military there? Did they do this on purpose with the bikers? Yeah, you know, this whole biker thing, I'm, I'm. The biker thing's just a biker thing. Bikers shoot each other, Sean. You know that. Well, I know that. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. And, and, uh, I think the biggest thing. The economy's issue... tough, so the drug running's a lot quicker now. You know what I mean? There's a lot more drug running going on. And it's more American drug running than it is Mexican drug running. Well, that's because and... more meth right now. That's why. Yeah. And, and you know what I'm saying? So that, that was just, that was just too many people at the same place at the same time. Children, just smoke weed and stay away from everything else. No, I'm just yeah. kidding on that comment. Well, no, I'm not really kidding. But, you Cannabis know. only. <laughs> yeah. That now, I mean, alcohol, if you can control the alcohol, you know, alcohol is really not my favorite. And if I could stay away from that, I would. And I would just smoke pot and that would be it. But I like beer. That's my biggest problem, I think. Yeah, I like beer, too. Uh, did you see the story out of Collier County from yesterday? Yes, where the teacher maced the kids. Well, the, the cops maced, maced the kids. Oh, cop, whatever. The, the, what do they call them? Uh, resource officers. Something officers. Yeah, resource officers. We didn't have those when I was in high school. We didn't have resource of, officers. When there was a fight in the lunchroom and there was 500 kids standing around, a couple of the bigger teachers came and broke it up. There was not a cop. There was no mace being sprayed. So I was just really disturbed by this. It was the last day of school. It was a high school senior prank that went a little wrong that caused a fight. Do we really need to be macing 21 children? Did you see the size of some of those kids that caused the fight, though? Well, they were football players. The one kid was a football player. (laughs) Yeah, I couldn't believe I was a high school kid. Yeah, well, you know what? They're getting bigger, man. I mean, look at my brother-in-law. I know you've never met him, but he is like 6'3", uh, 240 pounds. I, and don't get me wrong. I still can throw him around. Dave can tell you. He's seen me do it. And I'm only 5'7". <laughs> well, think about it. Hey, hey, I'm not trying to be a jerk, but think about it. Hey, kids smoke weed, so well, who's to say athletic kids aren't taking steroids? No, you're very, very You know what true. I'm saying? Yep. I mean... Uh, no, I would agree with you 100%. Toot, toot your whistle any way you want to toot it, but I'm sure it's going down. I would not deny that, and I would not disagree with that. Let's. Uh, I want to play the audio on this because I did have this story pulled. So let's uh, let's listen to this real fast. If I can get it to play, you know how my computers like to cooperate. A senior prank with water balloons gets out of hand at Gulf Coast High School in Naples. A school resource officer rushed to break up the fight using pepper spray to end it. The Collier County School District says 21 students were injured by the spray. Three students were arrested. They are all home tonight. NBC2's Ty Russell was the only one to speak with all those students. This is cell phone video of a senior prank today at Gulf Coast High School in Naples. A water balloon fight taking a dramatic turn when a few students started fighting. A school resource officer tried to break up the fight and then pulled out his pepper spray. Yeah, I didn't do anything wrong. I'm innocent. Kenny Suarez was one student taken away in handcuffs, but he says he was only helping his friend in the red shirt who was in pain from the pepper spray. It was a big mug. Brock's like, I need water, I need water. So I grabbed water by his side, pouring on him. That's when Suarez says deputies were too tough with him. I got bruises all over 
the cuts right here. He even said he was pushed into a door where his foot got stuck. He tells me he then kicked the door, but he says deputies took it the wrong way. We were there when his buddy in the red shirt, Brock, was released from the Collier County Sheriff's Office. He didn't have much to say, but his mom did. I've always called Brock the gentle giant. He's always been there for the underdog. We captured the third student taken away at school, leaving the sheriff's office, too. He is seen here in this cell phone video walking, but his mom says her son is innocent. Of course, I'm okay because my son is not, has nothing to do with this. That was Ty Russell reporting. At least two of the students will face a judge next month. Another has already been ordered to complete community service. Now, the principal tells NBC2 he's going to review the video, see if any of the students will be disciplined. He did say the seniors will still be able to graduate. Oh, how nice of them to let them still graduate. Welcome to America. Uh, I know. You know, like I said, we didn't have resource officers when I went to school. I graduated in 94. We, did, we didn't have to deal with that. We didn't have cops walking our border, our, our school hallways. We even, my, my eighth grade year, which was the year before I became a freshman, obviously, we had a guy plant a bomb in another kid's locker because they were teasing him. Hey, the kid got burned. He didn't get killed. He got burned pretty bad. But guess what? We didn't have cops roaming our school for the next four years after that. No, but, um, you want to talk America? Let's talk some real shit. What's that? This summer, what do you think is going to happen? Do you think this is just a military drill? Are you talking about or helm? Or do you think something's going to happen? And, and, and they know that something's going to happen, and it's being hid underneath the military drill. Well, you know, I was in the military, Sean. Uh, so were you. Yeah, so was I. Uh, you Have know, you ever, the whole entire time you were in the military, seen them waste as much money as they're wasting right now moving this equipment around? No, I haven't. Um, I, I don't care about I don't care about the operation. I'm not even looking to it and what it says because guess what? Hold on, people jamming through the neighborhood right now. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird when you when you look at the situation because you know what I've done AT, I've done the convoy. You see a convoy of military trucks going through in May. Uh, a lot of times, that's just their normal reserve or national guard uh, advanced training. And and I was a truck driver, so we always convoyed to where we were going. So to see a convoy of trucks going down the road doesn't really scare me. When I see the rail cars full of stuff, when I see the, the rocket launchers in a field, uh, some of these things don't scare me, but they do bring concern to my mind. Do I think that there's going to be a, uh, a large false flag attack this year? I, I think we're due. I mean, I'll be honest, what, I think we're due. What about um, a manufactured disaster, um, man-made terror disaster? You know, the options are open here. They're very open on what could happen. Is something going to happen this summer? <sighs> I've never seen the military move that much equipment around. Yeah. I, and check this out, Sean. They're, they're not just trying. To, I'm going to tell you right now. I know for a fact. I have fact. I have pictures, documents. I know where these places are. We have tons of urban training centers. There's not just AP4 Hill. Okay. There, there's other places that they train. You ever heard of Robin Siege? Pineland? No. no. The Siege of Pineland? No, where's that? Four times a year, special forces do the exact same thing Jade Helm's doing, but they do it in one part of North Carolina in four counties. It happens four times a year. You know what I'm saying? Urban warrior happens in California every year. Right. Every year. 
Every single year, exact same thing. So why is everybody talking about it? Could you hear anybody talking about Vigilant Alligator last year? Or did you even know about Vigilant Alligator? Because it happened right next to your house. No, I didn't know about that. You get get what I'm trying to do. I'm I'm trying to kind of be a jerk because something's fucking going on, but we're all being deceived by this fucking Jade Helm program. It's a drill. Okay, It, It is a drill. But what are they hiding in the drill? They're moving a lot of fucking equipment around. Sean... There was a fucking B2 in Tampa a week ago. I Why saw, was the I B2 saw your in pictures. Tampa? I know they do coast to coast, but what, he fucking ran out of fuel in between fucking Miami and here because there's an Air Force base in Miami he could have fueled up on, or the one in the Keys he could have fueled up on. Right. Or he could have fueled in midair like they usually do because it's better to practice fueling at midair than it is landing at fucking McDill and having some guys that never have to fill a fucking B2 up with fuel fill the fucking plane up. You yeah. get what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I saw your I saw your picture of that, and and I, that kind of brought my attention too. I I I I think something that I don't know if you've looked into is, and and Jack has them on his show all the time. Is the uh, I forget exactly what they're called, but it's the Texas segregation or the uh, um, oh god, what's it called? I wish I could remember off the top of my head. There's there's a group of Texans that are trying to succeed, succeed. And and I wonder if there's anything to that. And a lot of people are are kind of pushing on that thought that the su- succession movement of Texas is is driving part of this. You know, it's a good it's a good thing, but something's got to push those guys. Those guys aren't going to just freaking secede. You know what I'm saying? Well, those guys are all patriots. Even though they want to secede from the country, they're still patriots. They got their their thoughts and ideas from from patriotic. You know what I'm saying? Right. Principles. So. What's going to piss those guys off? Well, what's going to piss those guys off are those open borders that millions of people from every country in this world could possibly pour through very soon. Well, you know, I can understand that pissing How off pissed people. off is that going to make you? How pissed off is it going to make you that this country could get flooded? You know, there's, there's hundreds of thousands that cross in a month, right? What about millions crossing in a day? Well, see, as, as somebody who, who believes a kind, uh, kind of along the libertarian principles, I'm okay with open borders. I'm okay with those things as long as our government is isn't perpetuating yeah. the evil that, that's in out this there. Country, but you understand what a million people a day could do in one week to this country? Of course Your I do. Your economy's done. Of Your course I do. Completely if if done. You want to crash the stock market? Bring a million people over the border in one day. Well, they're, they've already got uh, plans to crash the stock market very soon, as I'm concerned. You don't think that's already in plan? You, you, you kind of get my conversation I'm starting here. Yeah, no. I, I, do you think it's already all in plan? Because I've been w- waiting for the stock market to uh, do I think, its next crash. Check this out. I think compartmentalized, somebody knows something's going to happen. Okay? They didn't know how to control the situation. So they hired an outside company. This outside company came up with a military operation called Jade Helm. They're going to use Jade Helm to move military equipment to where they need to move it to protect our borders when shit. It's the easiest way of saying it, Sean. When, That's when the only, w- only way you can collapse this country. Think about it. Just, just. I mean, it's <clears throat> it's real simple to think about because we've been through everything else. They've we've had fake terrorist attacks or however you want to look at it or whatever freaking glasses you want to put on and look at it, right. fake or real. We, we've had terrorist attacks. Or not that didn't do anything. We're still going. We've had people from America blow up buildings too. Nah, we're good. We're still going. What's going to fuck us up is millions coming into this country on a daily basis. 
Well, I, I don't think the I don't think the millions coming into the country is what's going to fuck us. I think it's the the fact that they are allowed to gain access to things that they haven't paid for that that'll do the problem. I don't I don't think well, the people coming here how, is the problem. Hey, hey, however it goes down and whatever certificates they're given or amnesty they're given, I guess I don't care who comes here, but it needs to be in a controlled way where it doesn't collapse the country. Agree. So now, what's going to drive all those people to this country? Free stuff. I mean, healthcare, food. Free stuff or a natural disaster. Eh, well, what kind of natural disaster are you thinking? I don't know. Pick one. <laughs> well, you know, with chemtrails and geoengineering, one, we can just, just we can make anyone. I mean, we're talking case scenario here. I'm hypothetically speaking. Right. You know what I mean? Do I truly believe what I'm saying? Well, you know, somewhat. Okay. So, some of the stuff I've said, there's actual fact to. I might be t- hiding that fact with my own thoughts, but in some of the things I've just said to you, there's fact in there. And I know because I've talked to a couple people in the military. Sean, something's up. Uh-huh. We have urban training centers. We actually have outside training centers. We have a place to conduct all this shit. Why say you're doing it in other states? Well, that's my biggest issue with this whole thing is is I don't believe military should be training in civilian population. We we have uh, millions of acres of military bases throughout this country and other countries that is where they are supposed to do their training. And I don't think the civilian population should be involved because it, it desensitizes them to the military being there. As a former military guy, as you are, we both know that we we love what we did, even though we now realize maybe what we were doing wasn't the best thing. Uh, but we still loved what we did. We still believe in our country. We may not li- like our government, but we still believe in our country. And and I, I'm 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 hoping that these younger guys that are there now see what's going on and and unfortunately i don't think they are mm, no they're wolves There's left i think most of the sheep dogs are getting too old <laughs> that's the bad thing well what's... i think i think if something ever were to happen and we were actually have to defend ourselves there's not many of us that you know i mean hey maybe you can defend your house but when it goes out to have to fucking defend everything else Ugh. We're fucked, dude. <laughs> yeah, well, I like where I live. I, you've, you've seen satellite photos of where I live. I like where I live because there's two roads that get to my community. And that's it. And they, and the, a big giant freaking Gulf of Mexico. Right. So it's very easily to, def- <laughs> listen, I got a lot of rednecks around here. I got a lot of, of uh, hillbillies around here. Yeah, you got here. guns around you. You live in Florida. You're good. Yeah. We I'm, got guns here. Yeah. I'm there's good guns everywhere in Florida. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Let's, uh, let's, uh, take a quick break here, buddy. And uh, we'll continue the conversation after we get back from that. Uh, let's move into, because I, I know the Jade Helden thing is the big thing. Um, and I know a lot of going on. what it really is. That, well, That's the question. Well, we is don't know what it really it, is. We don't know what it really is. And we, we will never, unfortunately, they're not going to tell us what it really is until it actually happens. But I got a bunch of stuff I want to talk about also on top of that. So sit tight. Uh, you guys are listening to First 52 on RazRadioLive.com, RadioFreeBlood.com. Uh, we'll be back with you in a couple minutes. Enjoy the music. Go get a beer. Smoke a joint. I don't know. Whatever it is you do. Sit tight. It's actually the, the very definition of terrorism. They're trying to kill people for a political agenda. 
it's just, you know, a nicety. So, uh, yeah, just keep in mind, guys, that the news agencies are not there to tell you the truth. They're there to tell you what they're told to tell you. You're still stuck to the American dollar, and you're still stuck to American laws. I still want to have the freedom to go where I want to go if I need to go. Uh, I think that's the most important thing in my mind, at least. And this goes along... If this is going to be another cum cum trail... (laughs) (laughs) I've got lesbians, and he's got cum trail. (laughs) Okay, why don't you just move along? Animals get in the way when you're doing a radio show. What I think is they're going to have to redirect the American's mindset. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been even more fun. Yeah, that would have been a lot of fun. (laughs) I I want you all to keep your eyes open and your ears open on what's going on. It's the first 52. It's the rise of the chemicals. They gotcha. This tyranny is medical. Who shot ya? Military generals masquerade as your doctor. Pills become bullets, then they poison your water. A pharmaceutical army built to slaughter. Torment and mass come for your wife and your daughter. Whoa. Now what? Here they come for the guns. These God and demons disguise as priests and nuns. Time to run. With no place to go except Honduras. With a man called Torto Jones. Selling bones. Indeed, the skies with robot drones. Check the infrared radar for UFOs. Silver and gold. Behold, the weather's controlled by genetically modified hybrid clones. Prison bunkers with subjects under mind control. Injected and observed in the combat zone. Now come on. It's the chemtrails, guys. It's the called into your favorite talk radio program only to encounter this and felt like this that never happens when you dial 941-421-0401 at razradiolive.com we answer right away and pow 
you're live on the air talking to one of your favorite hosts. No screeners, no delays. Try it now. 941-421-0401 and avoid 941-421-0401. If you're a new listener or a seasoned veteran, don't be scared. 941-421-0401. We welcome all. We know how it feels to be ignored. RazRadioLive.com
What's up, man? This is Adam from Rebel Inc. You're listening to the first 52. All right, guys, here we are. We are back from our, what is that, the third break? I'm not really quite sure. I had a little computer freeze there, so I hope everything worked out okay on your ends. But it didn't really sound good on my end. First 52, RazRadioLive.com, RadioFreeBlood.com. Every Tuesday, 6 to 8 o'clock, following Jack Blood. That's where you'll find us. You know, I was having a conversation with uh, my buddy Info here during the break. We were talking about a couple different things. He seems to uh, really be confused. Or not confused. I, I take that back, Info. I apologize. He seems to be really concerned about the operations and the movement we're seeing. I want to invite anybody out there who may be concerned to, to join us. You can call us 941-421-0401. That's the RAS line. Um, if you have any questions, you have any thoughts about any of these things we're discussing, please give us a call. All right, let's get rid yeah. of this music. Go ahead, brother. Yeah, let's talk about it. I want to know what other people think. I mean, anybody that's been in the military, especially, Sean, like I said, we, we I was in there right when a war was starting. Um, and guess what? We did not move stuff around like that. I had a good idea something was going on because of the way guns were moving around, but... Well, what do you think? Nothing like that, man. Chris, what do you think? The only thing I saw was people being moved around. Chris, what do you think about the fact that now it's coming out that the uh, whole Benghazi thing was actually what we talked about three, four years, three years ago? It was a gun running operation. <laughs> All I got to say is I wish people would listen. Yeah. We've been trying to tell you guys for years, years. I did a my little one bunker report. Whole thing was about drug. Or not drugs, <laughs> guns, and fake Syrian rebels. You know how long ago that was? Four years, probably, at Four least. Four years ago. Yep. I'm talking about how they have fake Syrian rebels. They're not real. These are fake jihadists. Wuhabi jihad. It's fake. It's from Saudi Arabia. Well, uh, Saudi, Saudi Arabia is behind a lot of this shit, John. Did, did you see the video of the girl confronting uh, Jeb Bush? Talking about how the U.S. created ISIS and the, the, it came from the 30,000 troops that were disenfranchised when we took over the country. Yeah, that's, that's where it came from. A lot of those people came from the camps. Those are, a lot of those people were, dude, there's a lot of, there's a lot of people from different countries. Some of these people aren't even Arabs. A lot of them may not even practice Islam. Wahhabi Jihad is, is, well, I don't even really know how to describe it, but saying, if you were to be a jihadist, that's not the jihad you'd want to go to. You, you kind of get what I'm saying? It's yeah. almost like fake jihad. They don't follow the rules that they should be following to have jihad. Well, you got to remember that that the, uh, the 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 U.S. government and the powers that be have have uh, really confused the lines of what Muslims and and that whole Islamic you know religion stands for. I mean, look at people like Buzzard Bob. I love the guy you, you to know, death, but he's he he just hates Muslims. <laughs> you know what I mean? See, he's one of those old sheepdogs. Yeah, exactly. You, you we love you, Buzzy, but you, well, that's what you are, brother. But see, Sean, man, I, I wish I had time to sit down. And actually, I, I've sat down and th I took time away from all this stuff. You know that. Yep. And I sat down and I put a lot of pieces of this puzzle together. It's far bigger than any of us have ever imagined. It's it's world domination. Well, it didn't just we're start yesterday. People we're, need we're, to realize we're freaking next. They, they've been chipping at us for a long time, but 
We were founded on some bases that made us stronger to topple, and we we have to be fake. You 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 got to pull okie doke on us. This shit, and, this shit didn't and they, just start. They're the masters Chris. of the okie doke. They're kind of shitty at it, but Chris, I think we both agree this shit didn't just start. This has been going on for not hundreds of years. But let's just—it's been going on since we fucking popped up here. However we got here, who cares? Since we've been here, we've been slaves. People have tried to rule our lives. People get off on ruling slaves, no matter how they have to do it. Lie to them, give them freaking cell phones that fucking jack them off. Whatever you want to do. Sorry to say that, but that's the easiest way to say it. Well, I think that's coming though. I mean, there's actually sexual devices I'm, that I'm, you I'm can sure do that with. <laughs> uh, I'm sure it is. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Americans are are probably the hardest people, would be the hardest people to control because we were based off of freedom, supposedly, whatever kind of freedom you want. We have this intuition in our mind that we're free people, right? So we don't really like telling us people, like people telling us what to do. We we don't like to submit into uh, what submission. So <laughs> kind of like nine eleven, okay. Let's blow some buildings up so we can go into a war. Well, how do we go into a war? If we blow buildings up and kill Americans, they'll go along with it. You know what I mean? We're entertained. Like you said it earlier, we're enter- we're too entertained mm-hmm. to give a fuck about what these people are doing to us. Well, and that's the biggest thing. I, and I do feel uh, that more people are falling out of the entertainment control. Because it's boring. It, exactly. That's Sorry. why. Have you fucking sat down and watched a football game? No. Well, oh, football my games, God. I'll be honest, yes. I'd rather blow my freaking brains out. This this past year, it, I watched a boring. lot more football. I'll be honest. I did watch a lot more football this I mean, past it's, year. It, it's entertaining, but but I could not sit down and watch a whole football game. There, there's nothing in it for me. Unless I couldn't the, tell you what anybody's name is. Now, if you get a bunch of globalists out there, right, <laughs> and give these guys the Rockefellers like and all them doing it. <laughs> you know what? Let's, let's even go simple on these freaking weirdos. Let's give them BB guns and just let them all go tear each other up with BB guns. I already know these guys' stats, so I'll be into it. I've got all these guys' stats. Why everybody's wanting to know what this guy's throwing and that guy's throwing. I want to know how many trillions of dollars this guy's taking from somebody. Or how many people he's killing, or how many countries he's trying to topple. That's what's really important. Well, what? That, and, and people don't get it. It's so much simpler, Sean, to care about what Joe Schmo's making on. Man, he's the best basketball player. Get, where's that basketball player getting you? What, what, what's he doing for you? Nothing. You Nothing. know what I'm saying? See, where my standpoint comes on, on the reason why I have the beliefs and thoughts I have is because it's up to me to talk about this shit in front of people that don't really care. The more I talk about it, those are little bitty teeny tiny seeds that get planted. Eventually, somebody's going to go off and look at this shit themselves. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's that's what happened to me. That's what happened to everybody else that that has joined this enlightenment movement. I don't even know what the hell to call it anymore. I I don't want to call anything a movement because we ain't going nowhere. We're not, we're not going anywhere. Where have you went in the f- past four years? I haven't really went anywhere. I, I, you know what I mean? Now, a lot of personal things in my life, I've made millions of changes in the past four years. Millions of them. Now, the way it's supposed to go is those changes I make are going to reflect on the world somewhere. Stupid stuff I say around people will pick up on it. Kind of like being nice to people you don't even know. Right. Well, Somebody that's sees I- that. That's a mental thing. That's a little piece. It's almost like my form of brainwashing other people to do the right thing. Right, and that's the way I am. I'm a very nice, you know, you and I have never met face-to-face, uh, but we've talked a lot, and I'm one of the nicest people you will ever meet. I, I don't 
insult people for the most part. You know, every once in a while for fun and games, yeah. And, and that's see, radio. I talk a lot of shit, and that's all I do is talk a lot of see, shit. I don't talk to, shit. You know, I'm, I'm that laid just, back guy. And see, and people that know me know I'm talking shit being myself. That's what I do. I don't mean a damn thing I'm saying. I mean, people say I'm a dick, and I can come across dickish, but I'm um, I'm that. Jack and I talk about this a lot. Uh, I can be friends with everybody. You know, like I was saying to Chris Cantwell earlier. You know, I know a lot of people that don't like him, that would probably unfriend me on Facebook just because I followed him. But I'm not going to unfriend him because of their opinion. Why should it matter what somebody else does as long as that person to you is a decent individual? That's all it should matter. That's exactly right. You know what I mean? And that's how everybody needs to look at the world. If we all looked at the world that way, now we should disagree. We should always disagree. If we don't disagree, we can't move forward. That's why a movement will never move anywhere because everybody in that movement thinks the same way. I, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. See, if you, if you, if you and Dave don't debate about chemtrails, you and <laughs> you and Dave's relationship will grow be, just because you guys debate on that. I, I mean, it, it may sound stupid what I'm saying, but if everybody always agrees, no, it doesn't sound. We'll die. Stu- we'll, it, we, we'll never live anymore. You can't live if you agree with everybody. It doesn't sound and stupid, and Dave will believe in chemtrails one day because it'll be proven to him. Well, I, I mean, <laughs> you know, they call them what you want. You know what I mean? Something's going on up there, whether it's shit in the jet fuel and we're just now noticing it because they've changed the mixture in the jet fuel since we've started noticing it more. You know what? Maybe something in our atmosphere has changed in those times. I don't know for a fact. You don't know for a fact. Guess mm-hmm. what? I don't really think anybody knows for a fact, but David fucking Keith. Well, you know what? I will say for a fact that... And all that- those geoengineer dudes, those guys know for Fact. But I think, Chris, Chris, I think we can say for a fact that engines have become, uh, much less more pollutant. efficient and less pollutant. Right, exactly. They designed the airplane engines to not produce contrails. But can I say something? Do you know what catalytic converters do? Uh, they, re- they take a lot of stuff out of that air and they create a lot of water. That, well, that's, so, that's true. So Vapor, in theory, yeah. check this out. I, I'm not, you know my thoughts on chemtrails. I think they're spraying shit. They're spraying us like roaches. Yep. They may not be doing it so much, and it may not be for what we think it is, but something is going, on, going on from yeah. some planes. Not every plane, but some planes, something is going on. They are geoengineering, and I think that's what we should call it. Because that way, we know what to these chemtrail weirdos. Because <laughs> I get it at work a lot. I, I get a lot of, hey, Chris, look in the sky. Okay, well, you know, I see a whole bunch more of those, so it's probably ice crystals, and it probably has something to do with the atmosphere. It's when you see it in the big, thick, fat grid lines, or when you see the clouds that are completely a cloud, but there's a line straight through the cloud. Right. Well, those my, are the things I think we need to look at. My for. biggest thing is when I look at them, you know, and, and not to go off on a total chemtrail debate, but my biggest thing when I see them is, is I won't see them for four or five days. The weather will not really change for the most part. There might be a slight temperature difference. There might be a slight humidity change, but it'll go from perfect blue skies here in Southwest Florida to completely covered hazy gray skies the next day. I agree with you. I I will 100% agree with you, but check this out. Do you know why I think I think they're seeing them more on the West Coast? Why? I think they're seeing them more because there's a drought issue going on towards that way, and I think that the ground is creating more heat than it's usually caused. It, we may not notice it. It might be a thermal heat of some sort, and I think it's doing something to the atmosphere. Now, they could still be spraying shit, 
but I think we're seeing more because there's atmospheric changes. Well, maybe if, I, Nestle, maybe if I, Nestle stopped taking all the water from California and selling it at Walmart, we'd have a little yeah, more water Walmart. in California. Hey, man, we, hey, when we run out of water and can't take a shower, we can always go to Walmart and buy some water. <laughs> I mean, I don't, what's the big deal, Sean? That's it's what they want. Freaking, it's, hey, it's just water. Have you not seen the ocean next to me? It's just water. It's only 1984, man. It's only 1984. Yeah, it's a totally water, Sean. It's not a big deal if we don't have any more of it. Uh, uh, listen, we have football to watch tonight. Who cares about the water? Listen, Chris, at heart, no, at info, uh, what, what the hell is your Twitter now? Oh, Jesus Christ. At, uh, at info assassin813. Best place to find me is Harry Hart on Facebook because I'm not Twittered lately at all. So, uh, this, ha- Harry Hart on, or Harry Hart on Facebook. Yep. And, uh, Let's... check him out. He's got some great information. I, I think one day he might actually do a show or trying to really, you know, push him to do a show because he would do a great show. Let me jog on. I work like 11, 11 and a half hours, six days a week. Well, not so much on Saturday. Saturdays are more like. Well, see, there you go. Saturday. 10, but... You got all the time in the world to do a show on Saturday. <laughs> yeah. I do have all the time on Saturday night to do it. All right. Um, um I'm going to try to get something together for you. You know I'm just messing with you, brother. I, I love you. I appreciate your help. I appreciate your involvement here lately. So I appreciate. Well, yeah, you got a studio right up the road you can use. You know where I'm yeah. talking about. <laughs> Four Toad Studio is available for you at any yeah, time. Yeah, it's, it's about thirty minutes away. So, so I look forward to, to talking to you some more. We're going to wrap this up here. Um, any last, you know, last words you want to get out to everybody to hear? No, uh, thanks for everybody that tuned in. I got some friends that are listening, so hey, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> Excellent, brother. And I, you know what? Next time I come to Tampa, I'm going to tell you, and we're going to meet up. Yeah, cause yeah, um, yeah, yeah, Sean, we should meet up. You know why we should meet up? But we should meet up. <laughs> yeah, well, I wish you were living a lot closer than Tampa right now. I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, I came to Razzfest in spirit, kind of, sorta. Oh, that's right. A you little, did. Well, little, maybe yeah. you should I came plan. there and kind. Like, I, I twinkled a little bit of myself and just sent it with JJ. <laughs> well, you should come down to RazFest this year. We're going to do it again. I think we're looking at, uh, Lexi was talking today, I think the 18th to the 20th of September is where we're looking for RazFest. All you out there listening that are planning, RazFest is going to be probably the 18th to 20th of September. So, and that's down in your area, right? That's down in my area, yep, man. It's like an hour and a half away, it's I think. A, it's a great weekend. We have so much fun. Uh, all right. Info, man, I appreciate your time. Love you, man. Uh, get everything together. Let's Thanks for having me out. on. I appreciate it. Yeah, brother. Move all right, on. man. Love you. Have a good weekend. Thank you. See it. Peace. All right, guys. Thank you for listening to First 52 on RamsRadioLive.com and RadioFreeBlood.com. You know, this is how we do it. We just do our thing, man. We try to, we try to have fun. We try to, to discuss topics and, uh, maybe you agree with us. Maybe you don't, but that's okay. You don't have to agree with us. You just have to realize that we're all human beings. We have to work together. We have to stop the divide. And we just have to love each other. You guys be safe this week. Have a great weekend. Remember, we love you here at Raz. Let's investigate the consequence of a bittersweet loss of sense. A weapon in a war against ourselves. Setting sun is loading guns Don't be afraid of mistakes Emotions misplaced To love or to hate I don't know what to do We're all lost and confused Just trying to get 
takes, but it takes a long time in the dirt to see grace. When I'm trying to be real, they tend to be fake. When I'm risking it all with no time to waste, fuck this red race. I'm leaving this place. It's time to blast off destination space. The sunset hung behind us And the universe to blind us From the moon we'll watch the whole world explode Moving free unguided Through the beautiful, the silent With the light show from a passing UFO Lost in the glow Of the unknown Please don't go so much thanks first 52 is the bump diggity
seasons change. Home feels the same as I return to the land where I'm seized with trains. Where the temperature's high, so am I. And so are the shorts of the girls who walk by. Where the black top is hot with no shade at all. Reminiscent of the summers that came before. Where the hustle's strong or you won't survive. Graffiti tells the story of a million lives. Through the sounds of cement, the concrete's alive. Where the bonds are formed, the rats run and hide. Drama's like a cartoon that comes to life. Where the express bus runs twice a night. To the stadium that's packed every Monday night. To the yellow cab driver that helped make your flight. Where you can get what you want if the price is right. And screaming fuck you's another way to be polite. Just a few perks when you're in my zone This is where I'm at and this is where I'm calling home 